You're listening to the Christian Indie Artists and Songwriters Podcast, the place where faith, music, and life intersect. We exist to help Christian indie artists and songwriters just like you get songs heard. I'm here with my good friend Aaron from the Worship Narrative. How are you doing tonight, Aaron? I'm doing great. Awesome. It's it's always great to talk to a, a fellow Floridian because you are on the West Coast. I'm over here on the East Coast. So I know how the weather's for you. It's it's pretty hot and balmy, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah wore my, uh, I wore my fall outfit today because I was just protesting because it's September and you just got to at some point. <laughs> yep. Of Starbucks today, Susie ordered a um, pumpkin spice cold brew. So... That's how we know it's fall here is because Starbucks <laughs> lets us get those drinks again. We've known each other for now, like I just said a couple minutes ago, for almost two years now since a writing trip in Nashville. But, you know, I always like to start off these interviews just asking people, how did you get into music in the first place? You know, where did it kind of all start for you? I can't remember a time that music wasn't something that I wanted to do ever since I was little. You know, it's kind of taken a few different forms as I've gotten older. Um, You know, as a teenager, I thought, you know, I just wanted to record music. And the songwriting kind of came a little bit later because really I just wanted to sing. I love to sing. And they told me, you know, if you want to record, then you have to write your own songs. And I did a little bit and I had some trouble finding the right sound. And uh, eventually, like as a young young adult, I actually ended up getting into musical theater, which I fell in love with. Did that for a while, but I think the big shift happened when I came back to church after, I mean, I've always loved God and felt close to Jesus, but I was never a church person. Um, we just didn't grow up in church, and I just never really saw myself there. And during this season of life, I decided to attend, and it was so eye-opening to me and really I just knew the Holy Spirit changed me from the inside out I was just a changed girl and so I kind of just fell in love with church started to go uh, to a local church here in Tampa you know just because I love worship I love music I started worshiping on the team and kind of discovered my identity in that so that's awesome I you know I kind of grew up in a when I first started playing music too I was 14 and I played at this local church around here and actually like i learned how to play bass basically on a stage we had this cool thing called the kaya cafe the come as you are cafe every wednesday night it was a coffee house like worship night and i was like a kid and i had no idea how to play but i had a great mentor who's still my good friend today Paige, who just took me under his wing and and so i totally get that something so special about being on the stage with god and him just kind of like lifting the spirits. And so I totally get that. So that's awesome. So, okay. So you, you kind of felt drawn into it, you know, in the church world, you know, God obviously was highlighting that for you. So with all that in mind, like what led you to sort of pursue it, you know, beyond just a like leading worship, because I know that you've, you know, released a ton of music and you write a ton of songs and you're doing Facebook lives and you're doing all this great (laughs) stuff. So kind of what led into all those things? Honestly, I I think just songwriting. So after I was starting to serve on worship and kind of discover what that was, you know, I picked up the guitar again and I just started writing and <laughs> this really bad song that I will never sing ever again in my life because I looked back and I just laughed. But, um, you know, I just started writing again with a song and I knew after that I had found kind of 
my purpose in that. I it, The songs kind of just started pouring out. It wasn't something I had to strive to do, and it just felt super natural. So yeah, and it was an interesting period of time because no one around me really could relate, you know, like not every worshiper is a songwriter at heart. So I kind of had to go through this journey of really finding community and finding other writers and co-writers. And uh, part of that was going to Nashville and doing the songwriter retreat. So I met you, I met some other friends there and just started connecting and haven't looked back. So yeah, that was kind of the start of my journey as a songwriter. And the worship narrative really just started as an idea. And I think God has really through the process of just taking the steps toward this idea that I felt, you know, is God nudging me in the right direction. He's really helped develop the why behind it. And yeah, he's just done so much. It's awesome. I remember that retreat and I remember that feeling too of like, you, you're like, I like to write songs, but is that dumb? Because no one <laughs> else around me does that and does that mean like it's just some like lame hobby that i have that no one's supposed to know about because it's like what you do when you're a kid like it's yeah. not a real thing <laughs> so i totally understand that so i'm actually just curious like how did you find out about that retreat and what really pushed you in because i mean it's a, i know it's a it's a huge step to come especially from like us coming from a non-musical you know environment and like you said you don't even know anyone who's doing it so like how did you come to that decision that like I'm going to go to Nashville to a full circle music uh, writing retreat like how did you get there it's funny because I applied for another retreat retreat with Bethel music and I got in like I don't know I got in one of the top things but I didn't actually make the cut to get into that retreat I was like oh man I was really like hoping to get into that and I watched a video and Seth was like he said something that just kind of triggered me to apply to the workshop because he's like, when something doesn't work, it just means there's, I mean, there could be something better around the corner. I'm like, oh man, okay, I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm going to apply for this new thing. And I was able to go and it was amazing. And I'm so glad that I met this specific group of people and that God took me on that journey because I think it was, for my experiences, I think it was what I was looking for. So I'm glad that that worked out, you know, a little bit of a failure kind of thing turned into something really good. It's amazing because like I was just thinking about the people that the retreat when you said that and I was like, man, like I literally talked to Justin White all the time and then like writing with Tony and I, I actually did a song with David Dottie too and like we did Our Hope, you know, Maddie was on that and it's like so many Tyson and so many people that were at that little, there was only 10, 11 of us, right? But like those little things can really be a major shift in our lives, you know? And I don't know if you remember, but I don't even know what got into me, but at some point at that retreat, like we were all talking and I asked Seth if I could like address everybody because I'd been to their first one and he let me and I just said something like, you know, we can, and I feel like, I don't know why I'm saying this right now, but I feel like, like there's times that it's all the way you make it. You know, you can go to retreat and get super pumped up and it's like awesome. You get all endorphins and you're like, wow, that was great. And then that's it. And it's a good memory or you can like let that be the beginning of something, you know, and I feel like everybody there basically like that was a turning point. I was going to ask you this too, like the worship narrative was birthed after that retreat. Yeah. So I started it back in 
2017, around the time, I remember one of my first posts or whatever was around the time of Irma, you know, (laughs) the big hurricane. And honestly, the, the easiest way for me to communicate is through writing. So whether it's songs, you know, blogging, just writing down, down things on paper, that's how I communicate. And so I just had this desire, I guess, and kind of just this natural eagerness to just want to share. You know, I love social media when it's used in a way to, I kind of love that idea of taking something that can be really harmful and really toxic and turning it for the good of the kingdom and for the glory of God. So I kind of liked that challenge. And so I just started writing about worship and writing about my journey and putting, you know, inspirational quotes and Mm. it just developed. So after a bit, I started doing live worship just live worship online, sharing the videos and people were coming on, people were reaching out saying they really liked it. And eventually I think if I had never met you, I don't know if I would have even released a song, you know, I met you and started releasing music and it turned into a whole music mission. Yeah. And it's a great part. You know, that's the name of, of your releases is, you know, the artist is the worship narrative. So to think that, you know, it just started this idea to this, kind of desire to get this out and bring light into a dark place, you know, which definitely can be social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then to see the progression of that, you know, from writing to bringing into live worship. And I mean, you you get great engagement with the the lives kind of branding, turning into actual music because one of your first releases was Our Hope, you know, which was written at that retreat where we met, you know, and, and that, has been a great song for the worship narrative and you had many others since then. So it's been awesome to see that path. So one thing I do like to ask too, is like, you know, when you were getting started, what, what was the thing, what's something that you would tell your younger self, you know, about your music journey and maybe something that's held you back or maybe something that's kind of propelled you forward, just some piece of advice that you could give to your past self and in our audience to like encourage them on their journey. I would say, first first of all, if you're a writer, co-write. Co-write with people who really want to write and who are eager to do that. And don't necessarily try to write with like somebody who's 30 steps ahead of you. Try to write with, with your peers so you guys can just grow together. Don't be too caught up on perfection. You know, it's okay to try things. Like I've tried many things and what I'm doing has definitely developed and God has strengthened me in that. And it's been a process. If I hadn't started, I wouldn't have gotten to the place where I have a clearer picture of who I am as an artist, who I am as a writer and what I really want to do with, with this music stuff. So I would say, don't be afraid to try things. If you're an indie and you try something and it doesn't work, (laughs) then you can be encouraged that it's, it's okay. Like our audience is, is probably not so big that that you can't come back from it, you know. So there's always room to grow and, and keep trying new things as an artist. That's great. Yeah, that, you know, that's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently, too, is like just because no one is doing something in your space, that doesn't mean that you can't go for it. You know, that that could just make you a leader in that space, you know. But at the same time, like you're saying, like, it may not work. You know, there might be a reason no one else is doing it either, too. So it's sort of a there's two sides to that. But that's cool. I love what you said about co-writing, too. So what are, what are some like practical things that you found that have been helpful 
like with your co-writing and, and finding co-writers and, you know, reaching out to people, like what are some tips and tricks you've, cause I know you've co-written a ton of songs. So like, what are some things that have worked in that pursuit for you? Um, don't be afraid to do zoom. It's awesome. That's been one of the biggest blessings is just to be able to co-write with people remotely, you know, cause you can only, I've gone to Nashville a few times, but as somebody from out of state, you can only go up so much, you know? So I would say write every week consistently, even if it's one or two times or even once with one new person. And once you find a few people that you really enjoy writing with, it's okay to just have that handful of people and kind of go deep with them, like dig deep. Because I think that when you're building relationships and co-writing relationships, it's easy to just write with 20 million people and you know you can really be as busy as you want to when you start to meet writers and you start to network and try to get out there but my thoughts on it are that find a few people you really love to write with and really get to know them and build that relationship and support each other especially for the introverts out there who might be a little bit afraid of networking and reaching out for co-writes it takes time you know it takes a few writes to get to know a person and to kind of see if it's a good fit and see if you write well together. It's such a cool thing. Like you understand the dynamic of the output because just in the same way that like when you write by yourself, you kind of know what's going to come out, you know, and that's the power of co-writing. But too, I've, I've noticed that like even with the combination, certain combination, there's there's also a unique voice that's kind of birthed even in that. So that's really cool advice to like not be afraid to keep kind of going back to the same crew and just going deeper because also too, especially as we're writing songs for God, like there's so much ministry in that, that little church service that is a co-writing session, right? (laughs) For sure. The best songs kind of come from, in my opinion, the best songs come from the times when you're in a write and you just can tell God's doing something and trying to, to come through a song because you'll notice that every single person in that co-write can relate to this one subject. Everybody's kind of experiencing similar things. And I feel like that's super special when you can kind of recognize that. Just take it as a nudge that the Holy Spirit wants to come through the song in that way. And so those are kind of my favorite rites. And usually that happens when you kind of get to know somebody, I think. Yeah, because you're not sort of sitting there wondering like, what am I supposed to do or what's my role? Or you're not really worried about all the introductory stuff. You're just sort of hanging out and you're kind of catching up on history because you actually have, you know, some history together because you've written together before. So it's not, you're kind of past that. And of course you got to, like you said, you got to go through that at first two to three rights to kind of understand the dynamic. But yeah, once you get there, you kind of get through that and just dig in. So, well, I know that you've got, you know, a bunch of things, We've talked about, you know, a bunch of stuff you're working on, you know, but what what's some upcoming projects, releases, things that you want to share with people? Let them know kind of what you've been working on. Well, uh, my latest song I wrote with Ashley Helmuth and Katie Reynolds, and they're amazing women of God, worshipers, artists. And so we wrote this song before coronavirus. And so I was listening to this song. I loved it. And it was actually Katie singing it on the work tape. So, I mean, if you have a work tape of yourself, you're not going to listen to it all the time. But (laughs) I found um, myself just listening to the song and her playing it. And I was like, wow, I love this song so much. It's just meaning so much in this time as like COVID started rolling out and everything. I didn't really picture myself 
singing it because it was, you know, I had always pictured myself just writing congregational style worship songs. And uh, I thought, okay, well, this is kind of a personal song. I don't know if I would release it, but I just got stuck on it. And I just loved the song. And I was like, okay, well, you know, in this season when we're all at home and worship is a little bit more personal, I think this could be really appropriate to put out through the worship narrative. And so I put it out and I love it. People have really responded well to it. And it was kind of, it's probably the most vulnerable song that I've ever put out. For me, that kind of made me feel a little bit, I don't know, when I take bold steps, I tend to feel good. You know, (laughs) I guess I'm a little bit of a risk taker. I kind of like to take risks uh, regardless of the outcome. And so uh, it was a risk, but I feel that it was led by the Holy Spirit. What's the best way for people to reach out and find you on the social media? You can find me on Facebook or Instagram under The Worship Narrative. And my name is Erin Echeverria. So if you want to connect and write or something like that, if you're an indie, yeah, I have a regular Instagram too. Feel free to get in touch because I love meeting new indie artists. It's been something that's really encouraged me and been, it's probably the reason that I'm still doing music is because I was able to connect with people like me and who kind of understood the process and the journey and have encouraged me along the way. So yeah, reach out. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the big reasons behind doing this podcast in the first place is kind of introducing, you know, the community, growing the community, because like you said, like without it, you know, it's, it's easy. There's, there's been a lot of times I know for me personally, I'm like, if I stop doing this, would anyone even care, you know, like, or notice at all, you know, but I feel like the accountability of knowing, you know, all the people that we've come across, you know, through this journey, it really helps keep it moving forward for all of us. And then as we get to pull new people into this thing, like it just grows more momentum, you know, and it's so exciting to like celebrate releases with everybody and, you know, just, it is to me, it's like church, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. a, we're just like one church. We're all moving towards the same God. You know, we have different voices, different strengths, different weaknesses, but at the end of the day, like we're coming together and that's, that's like the body of Christ. And we just all playing our, our instruments and worshiping God. So, you know, I'm really thankful for you and all that you're doing and, and all the great music that you're putting out and all the effort you're putting in because, you know, we need people like you to keep innovating, you know, and doing the lives and all the things. So, appreciate you and all that you're doing. And, you know, the last thing I like to do is I always like to pray over everybody because, you know, we're kind of into that sort of, we're into that sort of thing. So (laughs) so let me pray over, over you and the worship narrative before we go. So God, thank you so much for Aaron. Thank you so much for Jacob, her husband and and all the things that they're doing to just chase after you, God. And, And it's not always easy, Lord, and it takes sacrifice. It takes time. It takes thought. It takes prayer, God, but just continue to bless them and their ministry is, is what they're doing through the worship narrative and, and beyond as they're impacting, you know, songwriters and artists and worship leaders and all the things that they're doing. God, I just pray for, for fresh uh, anointing and favor and new ideas and innovation. And, you know, as, as this 2020, we're rolling into the holiday season, God, and, and all the things she's doing, just bless their time in, in Nashville and give her the best song ideas she's ever had. And uh, moving into a new year and a new season, God, just, just pray 
just amazing things. Just blow blow their expectations out of the water, God, as they faithfully serve and chase after you, God. We just we're excited to watch and see all that you're going to do through them, Lord. We thank you so much for it. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brian. You've been like so awesome, and I think it's so great that you're doing this. We want to help reach as many Christian indie artists and songwriters as possible. And one way we can do that is with your help. So if you could take a minute and leave us a review on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. This is how the iTunes algorithm will push this content out to more and more Christian indie artists and songwriters. So like I said, if you could just take a couple seconds, leave us a review, that would be so awesome. It means so much to us, and we would really appreciate it.